your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, we chatted yesterday about the virtual meeting that happened earlier in the week uh, regarding the situation at University Hospital Limerick, particularly the emergency department. And I'm joined now by Sinn Féin TD Morris Quindlevin and Independent TD Richard O'Donoghue to share their thoughts on what was discussed. Good morning to both of you. Uh, Richard, uh, you were with us on the first show back that we had uh, the 3rd of January. And at that, you called for the senior management of the UL Hospitals Group to step aside. Yesterday on the show, we had Ministers Niall Collins and Patrick O'Donovan, and both of them alluded to you. Now, when I specifically (laughs) said it was you, uh, they said, we never named names, but it was clear that they were referring (laughs) to you. And they said that you were saying one thing in public, but that on this virtual meeting, you were all nicey-nicey to the UL hospital bosses. What's your reaction? On the UL hospital, we all, anyone that spoke on the UL hospital um, meeting was, number one, I thank the minister for having the meeting. The Taoiseach was on the same meeting, Philette Cowan and all the health staff were there. And the first thing I said to him, I said, today is not a day, a day for name and blaming. Today is for the progress that we had asked for for the last two and a half years, since the first day I got elected and been on your show many times talking about this. This was the time to show what the changes that they made in Ennis and Nina for, and John's and every other hospital that they've included. This is what we asked for two and a half years ago. And it took um, the extra respiratory cases in that happened throughout the country, which showed 100% what we were talking about was correct. Yesterday was to be a productive meeting to show what we asked to be done, and now they introduced it, and the difference it made immediately to the health staff inside in the hospital, to the patient safety. So yesterday we were given an hour to talk. Right. I could spend an hour talking about the management. I know, I, I know you could, I'm Richard, still- but, but I think it is important now to um, nail this once and for all, because yes. uh, what uh, both uh, Patrick O'Donovan and Niall Collins suggested yesterday is that you were taking a different approach than you had in the doll and you did in the interview with us only last week where you were asking for senior management to step aside. Is that the case? Have you changed your position? Are no. you now saying they don't need to step aside? No, the minister asked us yesterday for the, for the benefit of the meeting that we were productive in the meeting that for what we had yesterday. We were given about three or four minutes to talk about because there was, I think, 50 or 60 people on that call yesterday. I'm still saying that collect count is 10 years I see. I, 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 I tell you what I don't want to do now. To be fair, I don't. I okay. don't want to name the individuals. Let us okay. talk then about the you know the senior the, management because there's, the senior there's more management, than one person. Okay, the senior management in UHL Hospital Group has to, after seeing that the, how long they have been there, what they have seen firsthand, and now when it came to uh, an emergency, that they now introduced what we've been asking for 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 years. They have to step down because they did not foresee this. The health staff, the the people in the hospitals saw this. And we, if you look at... Oh, but Richard, December, I have to ask you two questions. First of all, yes. is your position not contradictory? I mean, no. they are now doing 
what you have said they should have been doing and you seem to be suggesting it's having a positive impact. Um, And secondly, why did you not at the meeting that they were at and so many others were at simply say, I want to reiterate my call on the senior management to step aside? For number one, and I said this at the very start, yesterday was about for to make sure that the process that's put in place stays in place is what we asked for two and a half years ago. And I'm not the only one that has asked for this. That was yesterday. I'm reiterating it today that the health management staff of UHL should step down if they have any respect. But, but, but for isn't, the- it, isn't it also true, though, Richard, that, you know, it, it is, it's a much wider um, thing than that. You know, there, there is a, a, an entire Department of Health involved here. There's the HSE. There are resources issues. There are governments going back many years. There are politicians right across the board that listeners here have suggested uh, in totality have not done enough on this. So isn't it really unfair to be picking out a, a section of people? I'm not picking out the section of people. If you're the manager and if you're the CEO of a UHL group, it is up to you to manage okay. what, for, for us. All right, well, do you know what to do now? In, in fairness to, to, to Morris Quinlevin, he's been listening quietly there for the last few minutes, yeah. and I think it would be helpful to um, hear what he has to say. Uh, what is your uh, perception of what we've discussed, Morris? You were at the meeting as well. Uh, what I've said to Richard directly and then more generally. Well, in fairness, I'd like to talk about the issues that were raised at the thing and not, not go down this... this um I think this is a distraction. To be honest, I I have no confidence in the in the in the, the management staff at, at UHL, and I've said that. I think I said it on public television shortly after the after the meeting. I've said it to I've said it to them before, and I said it. At, I'm not sure if I said it at this meeting, but I certainly said it at the last meeting where Paul Reid was there. The last meeting we had with the HSE staff. So I don't say one thing in one room, one thing in another room. And I, don't, I don't think Richard was doing that either. The context of the meeting the other day was um was the, the firstly the Taoiseach was there and the Minister for Health was there, and we wanted to get from them that they would deliver for the area and as, as Richard outlined clearly there was about 30-40 people on that thing, I think we got 3 or 4 minutes each to speak on it and I wanted to drill down into what are we going to do for the long term future and what are we going to do in the here and now because I was very, I was pleased the Taoiseach was there for, for half of the meeting, I was pleased the Minister for Health and Fairness said for the whole of the meeting, I was there for the whole of the meeting it was over two and a half, almost two and a half hours but I wanted to hear from them what they're going to do for Limerick for, 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 for now for the here and now, for people who are, who are going to the hospital this week um, I wanted to know that last year we, with 18,000 people on trolleys, we'd never have a year like that again. And I also wanted to know then there was a confirmation that we're going to get, we're building one at the moment, a 96-bed new unit. It's confirmation we're going to get two additional ones, so we're going to be looking at three 96-bed units. I wanted to know where we were going with that. And I also wanted to know that what, what we were going to do with an elective hospital because there's, there's talks of a private hospital or a not-for-profit hospital coming into the north side of Limerick. I want to progress that if we can. I would rather we were building public hospitals, but it's not going to happen in time. So you don't uh, think uh, an elective hospital is going to be built publicly at all? No, no, absolutely not. There's no commitment for that whatsoever. And um, the Taoiseach clearly, and it, it was the most bizarre thing I ever heard from a Taoiseach mm-hmm. and a Minister yeah. for Health saying, they were saying, oh God, this is terrible, we don't agree with this at all. Like, you know, and I'm thinking, like, you're actually lads in power, you know. Right, but, uh, but, but do, do you have any sense, I mean, is there any, did they propose, give any rationale for why an elective hospital is going to Cork and an elective hospital is no, going to Dublin again, publicly? Again, no, just, just, just said it, they couldn't believe it, uh, they, didn't, they didn't understand, they didn't agree with it. And, and like, in fairness, myself and Richard weren't on, able to speak at that time because you know that's where you speak and somebody else can speak on virtually. I know it was a big 
meeting. Yeah, absolutely. You can't interrupt and, people uh, or whatever. But but I, I, I no, I got annoyed with the teacher when I came back, and I think he was still there because he was on about we build. They would take seven to ten years, and I don't, I don't even know why we were having that discussion. Limerick wasn't getting one, but I wanted to know what act, interaction the minister for health was having with the UPMC for partic- in particular, who are looking at building a hospital okay. on the north side of Limerick. Well, so, what, I, what I want to understand from any, Richard, any, Richard, we can deliver for Richard Dunne, I mean, you, you've said about being constructive, um, yeah. and that, that's important. So, based on the 96-bed unit we know is coming, we know there were other beds built, and now this commitment, if I understand correctly, to two further 96-bed units, and we hear capacity is a big issue, and maybe some effort made around either St. John's or UPMC or both for more beds, private yes. or not-for-profit beds. Do you think we're going to be in a better position this time next year? I think we will be, but the main thing that we need to do in UHL is that we need a modular UH uh, electrosurgery. The problem with UHL is, and a lot of the problems was in DED was, if an emergency happened and you had electrosurgery to be performed on a day, that, emer- that electrosurgery was cancelled, but the people were still left in the beds. So you had an emergency service, you had people that were in for surgery, that even if it was a day of surgery, were brought in, were still left in the beds. Everything was held up, and all those surgeons were, were held up because an emergency had happened, and the beds were held up. So now what um, the minister had said, and we spoke about it there the last time he was in Limerick, was a modular building for elective surgeries, such as day surgeries, that they don't hold up beds in the hospital, that they don't jam up the ED section where, where an emergency comes in and they have no beds. So the first thing that they need to talk about, and the town or the Taoiseach now, said even yesterday, I don't know why we're talking about these hospitals, because they're five and ten years away, and they mightn't even happen. The first thing that we need to do is a modular elective surgery to make sure that, and this can happen within 12 months, they okay. spoke about that these can be done within buildings that are actually there right, at the moment. Right. Well, well, well I will say, you know, unlike the focus of the national media, which will quickly move off Limerick, uh, we will continue throughout this year to keep a regular eye on this and see does the situation improve across the year and heading into next January, will it be any better? But we thank you both for telling us uh, about your perspectives on that meeting that took place this week. Deputies Richard O'Donoghue and Morris Quinlivan. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today.